At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Coming up about 15, 20 minutes or so from now, Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus will join me on the program. I'm going to talk to him about the NFL Combine because uh, I, I watched some of it. I didn't watch a lot of it because, um, yeah, I, I have other things to watch, I'll be honest. Uh, but I did catch uh, some of the NFL Combine, and I was especially focused in on the performances of the big men. Why was I so invested in the big men? Well, I wanted to see what Ikem Ikwonu looked like during his drills. Evan Neal did not participate in the uh, NFL Combine. He um, said that, or excuse, I guess the NFL Network said that Neal and his agent agreed that it takes uh, more time to prepare for the drills in the Combine after a long season. So he will be... Uh, performing during Alabama's Pro Day on March 30th. There was a picture that circulated on the internet of Evan Neal and him looking very lean and very muscular. Certainly more leaner and more muscular. You know the guy's jacked. But he looked a little leaner than his 337-pound listed weight is. And a lot of people are just, you know, gushing over that picture saying, wow, look at this guy. You know, it's, he's all muscle and, and whatnot. But okay. Everyone knows how good he is. He's the number one overall pick for uh, – a projected number one overall pick for a reason. And they weren't going to uh, – not working out was not going to hurt him. And everyone will see what he's capable of during the pro day. But watching Ikem Ikwonu on Friday, the tackle from NC State, this dude ran a 4.9340. 
and showed incredible movement and footwork during his wave drill. Bucky Brooks from the NFL Network said, quote, Big men aren't supposed to move like that. Iki Ikuonu is different. He's at an elite level simply due to his athleticism and movement skills. If he becomes an A-level technician, you're talking about a superstar. A real superstar. He's 6'4", 310 pounds, 34-inch arms, and quick. Uh, If you watch these drills... He can move so athletic for a guy his size. And there is some real buzz about this kid. And looking at the current odds to be the number one overall pick, Evan Neal's at like minus 120 now. You can still find Aquanu at plus 400, maybe plus 450. Shop around. Because if the handicap for the Jacksonville Jaguars is all about taking the offensive tackle, rightfully so, they invested in Trevor Lawrence. They need to protect Trevor Lawrence. Good football teams build from the lines out. You need to have the foundation up front. And so it makes all the sense in the world for the Jaguars to take a tackle, much more so than drafting a pass rusher. And you know they're not drafting a quarterback. But if all the conversation is just about the position and not so much the player, why can't Iquonu be the guy? Why can't it be Ikonu going number one overall? He had a formal interview with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And according to the Florida Times Union, Ikonu said the meeting, quote, definitely went well. And he said, quote, I think I would be the third player in NC State history to go number one overall. I wouldn't be shocked if I went number one overall. I feel like that's something I've put the work in for it. I feel like when that time comes, I wouldn't be shocked by it. I wouldn't be shocked either. In fact, I don't think that it's a slam dunk that it's Evan Neal. It could, listen, it could be Evan Neal. He's the odds-on betting favorite. But a lot of this stuff comes from, a lot of these odds comes just from information. And maybe there's just more buzz about Evan Neal and not enough about Aquonu, even though we've seen Aquonu's odds drop much more than Evan Neal's. Just recently, Evan Neal went from plus 150 to minus 115. Okay, that's, that's a jump 
but it's not that big of a jump. Ikonu went from over plus 700 to plus 400. That's a big jump. And as we get closer and closer to the draft here in Vegas, I wouldn't be surprised if Ikonu's even lower than that. And him and Evan Neal is basically a coin flip as to who's go, who goes number one. So right now, the bet to me is Ikem Ikonu to be the number one overall pick. At plus 400, shop around, find the best odds you can find. Because he would be the guy that I would take number one overall. And yes, I know 240 pounds, impressive physique with that picture circulating around the internet. But listen, if you didn't watch the NFL Combine on Friday and see how quick this big dude was, I'm just, I'm telling you, I came away from that, from watching those drills and watching him run, thinking, that guy's, that guy's going number one overall. He's going number one overall. And you know what's amazing? Is that back on, I don't even know when it was, maybe January, beginning of the year, he was 100 to 1 to be the first overall pick. 100 to 1. Between January 2nd and January 6th, Ikuonu dropped from 100 to 1 to 55 to 1 and then jumped back up to 100 to 1 between January 12th and January 18th. And then days later, went to five to one. How insane is that? How insane is that? And to see those odds jump, it's all about, I guess, it's all about information. And I don't know who leaks the information or who got it out there. Some suggest that there was a, a Reddit post that talked about a Quonu at 100 to 1. And maybe it got over 200,000 somewhat likes or comments. And all of a sudden that changed the market. I don't know. But if you watched the performance at the Combine on Friday, that did not look like a guy that was 100 to 1 to be the number one overall pick. And if you have a ticket at 100 to 1, good for you. I hope you hit. Life-changing money. If you've invested some real money on it. I hope you hit. Because I'm going to get in on this kid at 400, 450. Shop around, see where the best number is. And I think he's got a really good chance to go number one overall. And if he doesn't, let's say it is Evan Neal. Well, he's probably going third or fourth. You got to figure Detroit, they seem to be all in on Aiden Hutchinson. That would be like a Dan Campbell type guy 
to draft pass rusher. And then the Texans at three. Do they go Kayvon Thibodeau? And they go elite pass rusher? Or do they go with Aquonu? Solidify the offensive line? Do the Jets go Aquonu? Solidify their offensive line? And how about David Ajabu? Who had an incredible uh, 40 time and looked great at the combine. Maybe he climbs up into that top five, six range. We'll talk more about the combine, the draft coming up. Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus will join me coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Join the college hoops action for free with the March Mania Survivor, presented by KFC. Pick winning teams throughout the tournament to outlast the competition and feast on your share of $30,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash KFC March Mania now to play free for your cut of the cash. KFC, it's finger licking good. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I feel like I'm going to go to KFC tomorrow. I'll keep you posted on that. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Let's continue the football conversation as we welcome in Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus. And, Ben, I just got done talking about, uh, first of all, the KFC sandwich. Second of all, the uh, first overall pick in the NFL draft. And I was very impressed by the workout of Ekem Okwonu on Friday. This guy moves not like a guy of his size and stature. How impressed were you by the NC State tackle? Yeah, definitely. I do. I do agree with the odd shift in his direction to kind of move over toward the number one pick. I do think, you know, he definitely did better than our expectations. 
but he's still a guy that, you know, really excels from a run blocking perspective. I think he has, you know, by far the highest offensive tackle grade from a run blocking perspective in PFF's grading system. But uh, on the flip side, Evan Neal, the best pass blocker, right? And I do think that that is going to be uh, the key differentiator between these two guys as we kind of head into their pro days. I do think with, you know, Jacksonville having Doug Peterson kind of take over uh, the head coach and reigns have some say in their personnel decision making. We are going to see them gravitate more toward the guy that has shown a lot of success at the pass blocking level. So I do think that uh, this might be a little bit more of a buy-in opportunity on Evan Neal, given the you know somewhat dramatic shift that we've seen in the odds kind of towards Iguanu's direction. So I still like Evan Neal here, and I do think that he's going to show why he's the number one overall pick uh, on his pro day on March 30th. I do think that he is probably the correct play uh, to bet here for the number one overall pick from my perspective. So you think after March 30th, you'll see those odds uh, decrease even further, and he'll be even more of an overwhelming favorite. Yeah, I think we're going to see him kind of, you know, lock it in uh, at that time. We're going to see him probably push out to, uh, you know, minus 300, minus 400 in those mm. sorts, in that sort of range here uh, at that time. So uh, if you believe in that, obviously Evan Neal's the player right now, but I do understand, you know, the hype for Ikunawe obviously uh, can get it done as well. But I think given the fact that he's been much better at a, as a run blocker than pass blocker and Evan Neal definitely gets the nod in the pass blocking department, uh, I definitely lean in his direction when it's all said and done. Who was your biggest uh, surprise or maybe just your biggest winner here from the NFL Combine? I mean, I, it's hard not to talk about Jordan Davis, right? Yeah. Absolute, you know, unbelievable the performance that he put forth. I do think, you know, it was one of the best combine performances we've ever seen, if not the best one we've ever seen. So I do think, you know, from PFF's perspective, we were maybe lower on him than a lot of other outlets. Still had him in the first round, but definitely had him in the back half of the first round. I do think he's definitely a, a top 15 pick at what we would consider maybe not a marquee type position. So we'll see if he can squeeze all the way into the top 10. Uh, but I do think think you know top 15 I do think you know to a team like Baltimore maybe the Los Angeles Chargers have to trade up a little bit in order to get him as well but I think he's clearly far and away the biggest winner here uh, from the NFL combine who's your first quarterback off the board so I would I would have said this probably three weeks ago Malik Willis I do think that he's probably going to end up uh, in the top 10 when things are all said and done I do you know obviously there's a lot of rumors around him and the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, potentially being linked I don't think he's going to be available when the Pittsburgh Steelers are selecting so if they do want him I think they're going to have to uh, potentially trade up in order to get him I do think he makes uh, kind of the perfect fit for that overall team uh, and what they're actually kind of trying to establish obviously going to lean heavily uh, on the defensive side of the football but uh, they have the skill position players as well in order for him to be really successful as a rookie quarterback so I like that fit quite a bit I just don't think there's anybody else coming anywhere close to him being uh, not not going to be selected as the first overall quarterback so a uh, little bit too much fire where that's happening I do think Malik Willis is definitely going to pay off at a minus price to be that first quarterback off the board yeah an incredible deep throw at the combine which had everybody inside Lucas Oil just uh, you know ooing and eyeing over Malik Willis, uh, you know, listen, I, I knew I bet a, I bet on a lot of Liberty games over the past couple of years. So Malik Willis has treated me well. Uh, when when everyone talks about Kenny Pickett and his hand size, why is that such a detriment to a quarterback in the NFL? I mean, we've just never really seen a quarterback with those particular constraints be really successful. You know, the last guy basically being Michael Vick. Uh, but I think it's 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 definitely mattered from like a 
where that guy actually gets drafted. It's also matter from, matter from like a PFF war perspective as far as what they've done throughout their career. Uh, but it definitely hasn't mattered as much as what people are going to ding Kenny Pickett for and, and, and as much as it's been talked about, right? Like it's something that matters maybe just a little bit uh, to project out his long-term success at the NFL level, uh, but it's nowhere near, you know, going to be the reason for why he is not successful at the NFL level, right? So I think it's definitely overstated. He's definitely a guy that can play, but um, if you if you, if you you didn't like Kenny Pickett, obviously that's, you know, another nail in the coffin, but I do think that, you know, maybe his late breakout year is more of a reason to be cautious on his overall outlook in the NFL, more so than, you know, his, his, his small hand size that uh, isn't probably as big of an indicator of his future success as what people are even, you know, saying right now. I know it's not a, a sexy draft when it comes to the skill position players, but we can still talk about the uh, wide receivers here. Drake London or uh, Garrett Wilson, who will go first in the NFL draft? So I, I I would lean Garrett Wilson between those two. I still think it's going to be uh, Jamison Williams when it's all said Ooh. that he is the guy that has, uh, I would say, you know, the top end speed, top end talent. I do think he's the best wide receiver in this draft class. So I like him. I would take a flyer on him being the first wide receiver off the board. Obviously, the, you know, the ACL uh, injury is, is really concerning. But uh, for a team drafting, you know, in the top 15, if they can maybe wait on him just a little bit longer, mm-hmm. he has upside that is just unmatched matched at the wide receiver position in this 2022 class. So I like him quite a bit. Another guy that I thought uh, raised his stock tremendously uh, in the NFL combine, Christian Watson, a little bit less lesser known player, obviously coming out of NDSU, North Dakota State University. But uh, he, he hit all the measurements that you could possibly want. 4.3840 yard time. He's going to be a first round draft pick. I do think that he's a guy that could make, you know, a lot of sense for a team drafted in that 20s, 25 type range where he's a guy that, you know, has that big body but also can make those plays downfield and he's he's definitely somebody that I'm going to keep my eye on from, you know, maybe more of a fantasy and prop perspective coming up here in 2022. Let me get your thoughts on some of these markets here that we have available up on the DraftKings sportsbook as far as starting quarterback for certain teams. Uh, We'll go with the Green Bay Packers as the first one. Will it be Aaron Rodgers or I'll just say the field? The field, yeah. I mean, it's it's either Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love, right? And I do think this one's tough because I would have said, you know, Five days ago or so, uh, it was a complete lock that Aaron Rodgers was going to be back in Green Bay. Now we've started to hear, you know, he hasn't been in the news for, you know, 12 to 14 (laughs) hours or something like that. We start to hear a lot more gossip, things like that happening. And you start to question yourself a little bit. Maybe he is going to go to Denver. It sounds like they're going to throw kind of throw everything that they have at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, So if Devontae Adams doesn't end up coming back in free agency, that does seem like it might be a viable path. Uh, for the Green Bay Packers to potentially rebuild here really quickly. So um, I'm still leaning in uh, the Packers' direction for Aaron Rodgers to be the starting quarterback, but I'm definitely not as confident as I was here even, you know, 72 hours ago, I would say. And did you hear about the Devontae Adams house rumor, the per- the house did, purchase? Is that, a, is that the latest one? I don't know. Oh, Devontae, Dev- up, up. there's reports that Devontae Adams purchased a house here in Las Vegas. Okay. Yeah. In a, uh, I very, can't fault him for that. In a, very presti- in a very prestigious area here in Las Vegas, a very fancy Vegas neighborhood, a $12 million home that Adams purchased here. So, I mean, I think, th- I mean, that is, you know, obviously where there's smoke, there's fire, but he would be, I think, you know, one of the perfect fits for Derek Carr in that offense. Obviously, they have Hunter Renfro a lot underneath, especially in the slot. But uh, Devontae Amps has been that guy that can definitely win downfield as well. And I do think that 
him opening up, you know, a Raiders offense definitely at least keeps them as, you know, in contention for the AFC West. So I think that makes a lot of sense. That is uh, a very intriguing development, I would say. Yeah, former college roommate, you know, that, that's yes. where the rumors yep. start. So uh, yep. uh, let me ask you about one more team here. Uh, who will be the starting quarterback of the Tampa Bay Bucks? Kyle Trask is the favorite. Jimmy Garoppolo is the second favorite. And then a whole bunch of quarterbacks uh, after those two. Any uh, insight as to what you think the Bucks are going to do this year? I don't think it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo, and I don't think that they are uh, necessarily this marquee destination for any of these top-end or maybe even mid-tier type of quarterbacks we have uh, that are going to be potentially available through the trade. The team that's definitely getting old, uh, you know, has some banged-up offensive line situation, a couple of guys retired as well. So uh, outside of the secondary situation, if they don't franchise take Chris Godwin, I just think they're going to be a team that uh, is definitely going to need to bottom out. So uh, most likely scenarios, they go with Kyle Trapp here in 2022 disappointing season and maybe they're selecting here toward the top of the 2023 NFL draft uh, and potentially can get their guy at that time but uh, I just don't see them uh, I don't see them making an all-in type of move this year in order to kind of keep that window open for one more season so I think they're going to roll with Kyle Trask here all right Ben appreciate the time and the insight hope to catch up with you again soon yep thanks Scott have a great show there he is Ben Brown pro football focus check out all of his great work there pff those guys do an incredible job when it comes to the sport of football i'm scott satterberg hit me up on twitter at scott's on air it's the look ahead right here on vsin the sports betting network this is the look ahead on vsin the sports betting network Before you make your next college basketball bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com Scott Satterberg back here with you it is the look ahead here on vcin the sports betting network did you hear about the major league baseball players association and the uh offer that they had given to major league baseball as the two sides did not agree to a deal yet and some crazy things could be happening we're talking about a 14-second pitch clock with the bases empty, and a 19-second timer with runners on base. Now, those two numbers were done in the minor leagues. So in low A ball in 2021, game times were cut by about 20 minutes. Minor leagues used 15 seconds and 17 seconds. So Major League Baseball decided, let's give the pitchers a little bit more. So they went 14-19. The other thing that is possible is banning the shift, which I absolutely hate. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I understand it. Okay? I do. I really understand it. Because... 
they want more action. They want more hits. And by banning the shift, you will lead to more base hits. It's just a fact. It, it, it will happen. The shift takes away hits. But I'm like, a, I'm a, not a baseball purist. I mean, I am part baseball purist, but I also understand that you got to get with the times here. Like, I was one, I loved the new extra inning rule because in the regular season, I just want to get, I just want to end the game. Now, I had a different proposal when I made one, if I was in a position to make one, but I had suggested that you only do that new extra inning rule starting with the 15th inning. So I would give you 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 to come up to a winner. And then if you get to the 15th inning, runner on second base. That's what I, that's what I would have done because I just think when – Baseball games go that long. You got injuries. You're running through your entire pitching staff. At times, you're going to get position players pitching, and no one wants to see that stuff. Come on. So, I, I, I'm i in favor of change. We've seen it in all sports, right? How many times has the NHL changed its overtime? How many times? The NFL is changing its overtime. They still want to change it even more. So, change in sports happens. It's okay. Baseball can change with the times. The pitch clock, I'm okay with it as well. The shift, I'm not okay with. Because I just think that the shift is defense. So what? I move my third baseman to the other side of the field. Guess what that means? That means there's a large opening on the left side of the field. Hit it that way. And yes, it's very difficult to do it. I know because what a lot of baseball fans don't understand is that when a team shifts on a batter, they also pitch to the shift. So pitchers will throw inside. They'll throw cutters that move inside so that to a lefty so that they can't push it the other way. You you try taking a 90 something mile an hour cutter in on your hands and hit it down the third baseline. It's just not going to happen. But I think more players should bunt, right? Bunt it down the third baseline and get a single. Do that. I think the bigger issue in baseball has been launch angle. Launch angle is being taught now from the youth level on. There's no more level swings anymore. You are supposed to snap down and barrel with an uppercut. Why? Because that's how you hit it over the shift. That's how you hit it deep into the outfield. That's how you hit home runs. Launch angle, launch angle, launch angle. Meanwhile, what launch angle has led to is a lot more swings and misses. And a lot more swings and misses have led to a lot more strikeouts. That's why Major League Baseball has an issue with the lack of action. Because it's either strikeout or flyout. Or home run. That's Major League Baseball in a nutshell. And banning the shift is going to open it up for a couple of more hits. Maybe. Maybe it'll have a better effect on the game and have players stop swinging with an uppercut. 
because now they're not trying to hit it over the shift. Now they can just poke a base hit to the to the hole because there is a hole. I hope that's what banning the shift will do. As far as will we get a deal done or not, I don't think we're getting a deal done anytime soon. And if Major League Baseball does not start until the end of March, or excuse me, until the end of April, because March 31st was supposed to be opening day, I think the owners are quite happy with it. They don't want you to know this, although it's pretty obvious that Major League Baseball is very, very, very happy with not having games in April. In April, there is much less attendance than there is in the remain in the rest of the season. Why? Weather. In cold weather cities, it's cold still at the beginning of the baseball season. How many times do we watch and we see these uh, cold uh, snow de- snow games in Colorado or Detroit or Chicago? It's windy, it's cold, it rains a lot. And so the attendance in the month of April is not as high as it is for other seasons. And so when you're paying full salaries for players and full salaries for everything else and you're not getting the ticket purchases, you're not getting the attendance numbers that you need to turn the maximum profits and whatnot, you actually might be losing a little bit of money early on in the season. And if there are no games until the end of April, owners are going to be fine with it. They don't have to deal with that crappy month. And it's not just low attendance, but how many games get rained out in April versus the rest of the season? Rainouts lead to makeups. Makeups lead to having to, you know, not give tickets away, but you got to reimburse your fans. You got to give them an admission. And I know the single admission doubleheader is gone now and everything's split admission, but still, <clears throat> you lose out on a lot of money in the month of April. And I think the Major League Baseball owners are going to be very happy with a missing month of the season and they'll be they'll be okay with starting the season a little later. And you know what? The fans won't notice it too much. We know that it's a um that it's a uh we know that it's a marathon anyway and the fans if they play a couple of games less they're fine with it. So it's 140 something games instead of 162. Big deal. 
But for the owners, those 10 home games that they don't have to lose money on, totally fine with it. That's, that's, that's what they don't want you to know. So I don't think we're getting a deal done on, for another couple of weeks. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Let's take a look at what's going down in the NHL coming up next. Can we find some underdog values here on Monday's schedule? This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson on every key team, conference, and player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today and get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through April 5th for only $19 at vsin.com slash madness. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. It was a fun uh, Sunday of NHL action uh, with the uh, Hurricanes beating the Kraken 3 2 and not getting the empty knitter for me. Uh, the Lightning scoring in bunches as they win 6 3 over the Blackhawks. The Rangers. Top the Jets 4-1. to one. Igor Shesterkin, 45 saves for the Rangers on 46 shots. I know it seems like every day I'm praising this guy, but when I first started talking about him on this show, he was plus 300 to win the Vezina Trophy. He's now minus 185 to win the Vezina. It's, it's a lock that he's going to win this award. So now I need to change the conversation. It can't be about the Vesna anymore. The conversation now is about the Hart Trophy. For those who don't know, the Hart Trophy goes to the MVP of the NHL. And Connor McDavid is your favorite to win the award. Creeping up the list 
around the third or fourth favorite at plus 600 is Igor Shesterkin. And before you say a goalie's not going to win the MVP, hold up. Last time a goalie won was 2015, Carey Price of the Canadiens. This year, Shesterkin has a higher goals against average and save percentage than what Carey Price had the year that he was the MVP. And the games that he is winning this year are so important to the Rangers. If you look at Shesterkin's numbers, he is having such a great year. And it's it's shown in the wins and the losses, not just overall, where he's 27-6-3 this year, 27 wins, six losses, three overtime losses, but it's wins against teams that are currently in the playoff picture. There was a stat a couple of weeks ago, and it's got to be updated, but the stat from a couple of weeks ago had to do with Igor's numbers against teams that are currently in a playoff position. And as of February 24th, and those these numbers have to be updated, but as of February 24th, the Rangers against playoff teams were 11-5 and five with Igor Shesterkin in net. And without him, 0-8. <laughs> so, <laughs> without their goaltender, their Vesna winner, 0-8 against playoff teams, with him, 11-5 and five against playoff teams. But the numbers are have to be updated. So let's see. Uh, from that moment, they beat St. Louis. So let's call it 12 and 5. Lose to Pittsburgh. So 12. Uh, and he was in net. So let's call it 12 and 6. So 12 and 6. Oh, and a, a win against Washington. Washington currently in the playoff picture. So 13 and 6. Win against New Jersey doesn't count. Win against Winnipeg. Winnipeg not in the uh, picture right now. So we'll call it 13 and 6 against playoff teams. And 0 and 8 without him. The Rangers right now are the two, the second place team in the Metropolitan with 77 points tied with the Pittsburgh Penguins. If you do, if you take this guy off the team, they're not. They might not even be a playoff team. He's been that good this season, and like I said, his numbers are better than where Carey Price's numbers were the year that he was the most valuable player in the NHL. Not only will Igor win the Vesna, but I think taking a flyer on him to win the Hart Trophy is a pretty good. Let's take a look at Monday's schedule. On Monday, you got the Kings at the Bruins. Kings look good. They beat the Sabres 3-0 on Sunday. They have won 
let's see, uh, three, four, five, six, seven of their last nine games. The last time they played the Bruins, that was in L.A., they lost 7 nothing. I remember that because that was the last leg of a parlay for me. And I decided to bet on the Kings that night, plus a goal and a half, thinking, hey, Kings have won six straight games. They're playing good hockey, and I just need them to lose by one. They lost 7 nothing. Will Monday be different? It depends on who's in net. If Swayman is in net for the Bruins, it's hard to go against this team. This kid can play. He really can. And he had uh, 20 saves the other night on Saturday. Um, he's 15-7-3 this season. A 9.27 save percentage, three shutouts, 2.03 goals against average. He, this kid is helping the Bruins when they needed it the most because this season, the Bruins were a team that was struggling and they really did not know what their goaltending situation was going to be like. They pulled Tuka Rask out of retirement, essentially. Have him play. And now seems to be solidified with Swimming. And they find themselves in a playoff position, in a, in, a, in a battle here. They're currently a wild card team looking to improve on their standings. Boston at home, dangerous team. I know the Kings have been playing well. Hard to go against Boston. Um, maybe, maybe if, the, if Swayman's not in net, you can do a play on the Kings here. LA has been, they've won seven of their last 10 games. They're currently second place in the Pacific division, just four points back of Calgary. Uh, but Boston has also won seven of their last 10. And as I mentioned, they return uh, the last time these two teams played. It was a 7 nothing game. Boston is returning home, though, from a six-game road trip. Do we fade a team in their first home game back from a long road trip? That'll be something to think about. Panthers are at the Sabres. Second uh, night in a row or second day in a row for the Sabres playing a game. Florida heavily favored, minus 280 in this one. Uh, and the Sabres are the team that just lost to the Kings, by the way, three to nothing. Buffalo just has not been good this season. Toronto is in Columbus. Toronto is minus 220. So, so far, the first three games are all favorites of minus 200 or greater. All of them on, uh, oh no, Boston's at home. Panthers and Leafs are on the road. The Avalanche are at the Islanders laying minus 210. And then Calgary is at home against the Oilers. Calgary minus 190. The Flames coming off an incredible game against the Avalanche on Saturday, which could very well be a Western Conference Finals preview. Uh, they win. Johnny Gaudreau gets the game winner in overtime. The Oilers, meanwhile, on Saturday 
lose to the Canadiens 5-2. to two. Uh, The Oilers have lost two straight games. They, are, uh, they have 64 points right now. So they are struggling here in the standings as uh, they are in fourth place in the Pacific Division. And in the wild card standings, they are on the outside looking in. Only two points out of a playoff spot, though. So could be desperation time coming up soon for Edmonton. They need to get points. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.